this is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. And here we are yet again, just minutes before midnight, and this is when I decide to talk to you. So what can I say? I'm a midnight baby, and so are you if you're listening. And if you are, excellent. Come and fly with me once again. So, I don't even know why I just said that, but I felt like saying that. And I really don't want you to come fly with me. I more just want you to hang out and relax and get comfortable and listen and maybe have a nice, gorgeous evening sleep because I'm sort of pushing you in that direction. You can use me as a big, giant Jewish Valium. How about that? All right? In any case. So here we are for raging and eating. But what I want to talk about right now is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, do you know, are you too young that you don't know the show? And if you are, oh my God, just go and rent it immediately. But if you had a pulse and you were aware in the 90s and you were remotely cool, you were watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know. It was such a great show and it was such a pioneering show. It's the first time I saw a for real lesbian relationship on primetime TV on the CW Channel 11, 8 o'clock at night, I think it came on. But there was like... Besides the sex and the vampires and the gay stuff and the straight stuff and everything being okay and S&M and whatever and who cares. I mean, it was a whole hodgepodge of things that you really didn't see on primetime television in the 90s. It just was super progressive. The thing about it was it was such an excellent feministic show. So I guess Buffy, I was trying to learn like what are the different waves of feminism like first wave feminism is obviously, you know, our our original suffragettes and the fight for the vote. And second wave feminism would be Gloria Steinem, thank you Gloria, and Ms. Magazine, and Bella Abzug, and the incredible, powerful, righteous, fierce women's libbers of the 70s. And then third wave feminism, I'm guessing, is kind of like the 90s, right? So that'd be like the Riot Girls. And it would be like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, baby, I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. It's too late to get excited. I'll wear myself out. But I haven't seen Buffy in a long, long time. It's not like I forgot about her, but it just has been a while. And my good friend Cece decided to get the package, the CD package, of, I guess it would be the first, I think the first season of Buffy. And so we had a Buffy party. It was all Cece's idea. I can't take credit. We all got together and we got in with the theme of it. Cece got uh, a drink made out of Bloody Mary mix and beer. I think it's called a Michelada or something. I I only know the Bloody Mary mix and tequila, which is a Bloody Maria. But since Buffy the Vampire Slayer's got a lot of vampires, the Bloody Mary was right on theme. And she made an angel food cake because 
Buffy's great love is a really gorgeous vampire with a heart and a soul named Angel. And I brought things that were staked, because that's how you kill the vampire, stake through the heart. So, bocconcini mozzarella and cherry tomatoes in basil and thyme oil on a skewer, so they were staked. And marshmallows staked and dipped in chocolate and rolled in graham cracker. And, okay, I was stretching it a little bit, but pasta in a red sauce, that's kind of with theme, right? And then we had, uh, I think, the enchiladas from Fiery Hell or something. Anyway, it was just cute. So, as I was watching it, I realized I never actually ever saw the very first episode of Buffy. And so it was really exciting all these years later to see an episode I hadn't seen before. All the other ones, I think I saw them three or four times each. I mean... I was really a diehard Buffy fan, and so were my friends. All the cool people were. But what I loved about it was just kind of the power of it. Like, here is this pretty blonde girl who, with a name like Buffy who looks sort of silly, and you don't want to take her seriously. And, you know, she's just the kind of girl that boys will try to take advantage of sexually and just the kind of girl who always be talked down to like she's not intelligent I mean you know all this kind of stuff and meanwhile she's saving the day and she's kicking ass and she's staking a lot of vampires and doing it all with a really really good campy sense of humor and it just was kind of empowering and I guess I guess I kind of just needed it Right about now, I needed a little Buffy because the pandemic has lasted just a little too long for me. How about for you? I'm tired of wearing a mask, aren't you? I've tried to stay positive and do all the cool, groovy things I've talked to you about. Stay in the moment, find my zen. But there are days when it just has gone on a little too long. And there are days when I feel a little sad. I'm walking around with a mask and everyone has the mask and I just want to take that mask off and flush it down the toilet. Except, of course, probably would clog the toilet and then I'd have to spend a fortune with the plumber. But, you know, theoretically, take it off and flush it down the toilet. And I want to hug people and I want to be free and not worry. And I'm so ready for all that. But in the meanwhile, I've got Buffy, and so do you. And so she was just what I needed to see last night, and the timing of it was great. It wasn't like brilliant writing. It was cute and campy and everything, but it's empowering and fun. And then that's the other thing, just having fun. So Cece and I, you know, we were diehard Buffy fans, but Charmaine had never seen it. And her other friend, B had never seen it. And Cece and I loved listening to Charmaine laugh. Now I think Charmaine may be the next diehard Buffy fan. I think we've converted her into the fold. But listening to her laugh and feeling empowered and having fun and just having sisterhood and watching this fun show about woman power and I don't know, you know, it was just kind of a great thing. 
and it was great to laugh. And I carried that with me today. And even though I was a little tired, I wound up walking for a little over 10 miles today. I met up with a fabulous friend and we walked to the water on the, on the, and just, I was going to say the East River, but actually we were West because I'm so used to being East. So we walked to the water, we walked up and down, we went to the Chelsea Piers, we went headed toward Battery Park, and we just back and forth in the breeze, and it was just glorious. I don't know, it was a beautiful day. And the boats were out, and it was like high 50s. Anyway, it was just the kind of day that made me love New York. Both of us were talking about how we hate the glass skyscrapers and love the old buildings of New York. And we were having an embrace old New York day. And every time we'd walk by anything pretty, we were in the West Village and we kept seeing beautiful buildings that were close to 200 years old, if not more, I don't know. And just embracing them and the old door where the horses used to come in and out and Then we'd look up at the big glass skyscrapers and be like, what's this ugly thing doing in our beautiful, antique, gorgeous house row here? Just having a great old New York moment. So yes, I'm all over the map as usual. I've gone from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to embracing the architecture of the West Village to walking along the water and, and back again. But we were just having our joy. And so, I guess if I had to find my own, like Buffy had her stake and she could stab out the vampires and protect the innocent with her wooden stake. But like, how might I protect myself from getting the blues? How might I help you, since you're listening, to not get the blues? So, I'm going to say it's with joy and humor and with a lot of power. It takes a lot of power to just share kindness and share love and share joy. Sometimes it takes a lot of power to, on a sad day or a lonely day or a dark day, to reach inside yourself and pull out a flower of joy or laughter or love. It's not always so easy. And I'm channeling my Zen all the time. Now, while I'm even talking to you right now, my upstairs neighbor is playing some sort of all bass funky music. So you don't really hear the music and you can't hear the music. It's not ruining my podcast, but it creates this vibration. And it's a little bit like living underneath a set of African drum beats or something. And so... The old Rossi probably would have, like, picked up a broom and smacked on the ceiling or something. But the new Rossi knows a few things. One is that my upstairs neighbor is a really, really good person, very loving and kind, who's done me an enormous amount of favors, and who's had a very rough couple of years and gets a lot of joy out of creating dance music on their computer. My upstairs neighbor is non-binary, so it's on their computer. And that took a lot of practice for me. I got to get back to that in a second because 
I've been used to calling it my neighbor he for 20 years, so it took a lot of switching to go to they, especially since I'm the daughter of school teachers and I keep feeling like, well, my neighbor was singular and they is plural. But I digress. And I heard there's a new word that can solve that problem. And I, I think it's might be, is it purr? Is that the word? Instead of he or she, purr? Anyway, I need a singular form of they and them. Because then it, I won't feel like my dead school teacher parents are upset. But none of that matters. Because I have a fabulous upstairs neighbor who I love. And they like to play a little music. And so when I remember how much I really like my neighbor, it prevents me from tapping on the ceiling. Now we've really gone around the world. So my point is I have joy from Buffy, joy from my fabulous walk, joy from my friends, and it enables me to stop and think about how much I really like my neighbor and think about all the wonderful things they've done for me and that it's my own issue and it's not really disruptive. It's not enough to keep me awake. It's not loud. It's just a gentle vibration. And then I go a step further and I think the vibration kind of reminds me of a cross between a heartbeat and the purring of a cat. And when I think about it that way, it actually can kind of help me go to sleep. So what do you think of that? So think about all the things that aggravate you. Traffic. Maybe you hear cars honking outside your window and it's really irritating. But if you could change that, don't think about them as cars. Think about them as children laughing. Or think about them as birds singing. There's all sorts of little tricks you can play with yourself. So... Currently, I'm thinking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and how she slayed all those vampires and she still looked fabulous and still had great hair. And I have so many vampires in my life that need to be slayed. I have difficult difficulties with COVID and the pandemic and difficulties running a business in New York to run a business in New York City. It's one of the hardest things I think you could do in this world. And to run a catering company in New York City during a pandemic, I don't know. That's really up there on the top of difficult things, I gotta say. And so I can't go around staking vampires. I have quite a few inspectors. I would like to do that too. And quite a few kind of horrifying people. But I can't do that. So instead, I'm going to change the story. I'm going to change how I perceive the story. Now, this morning I was listening to a meditation. And in the meditation, the narrator talked about an old man who fell off a bridge into the water. And everyone thought maybe he died from the fall. And they looked into the water, and he was perfectly fine. He was wet, but he wasn't injured. And they said, well, how did you, work? how come you didn't die? How come you weren't hurt? And he said he just went with the water. The water pushed him one way, he went that way. The water pushed him another way, he went that way. He never fought it. 
because it was the fighting of it that would have hurt him and maybe killed him. And I think about that. You know, in the beginning of the pandemic, I really fought against it. Like, no, no, I refuse to accept this. I will not shut down my business. I will not cover my face. I will not stay away from people. I will not not hug people. I mean, I just fought everything about it. And that was the worst part of it. And when I finally just let go, let go and let God, as they say, stop fighting it and just kind of went with it. And even said, well, let me find where this is going. Maybe there's some light at the end of this trail. Let me just blow in the water the way the water wants to go. And I did find lots of things. As a matter of fact, I started doing the podcast because of the quiet time in the pandemic. Instead of fighting the quiet, I thought maybe I should just start speaking to the quiet, speaking to you. And I've gotten closer with friends I I thought I was close with, but we got deeper and closer by not fighting against the quiet and the calm. So I'm letting the water sort of toss me and turn me. So between not fighting the water and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I don't know what, what exactly I'm going there, how you could draw the line between those two, except to say that Buffy knew how to take care of herself and defend herself, and that old man in the water did too. She did it by killing vampires, and he did it by going with the flow. Now that's a statement you've heard a million times. Just go with the flow. And I've said it before, but I never really felt the meaning so much until I heard that meditation, go with the flow. And I think about it. I've had terrible breakups from love affairs in my life. And I think the worst part of those breakups, the worst part of the heartbreak was fighting it refusing to believe it was true or agonizing over the why and what if and what could be and all that made it so much worse and it was only when I just released it whatever will be will be go with the flow that the healing began and the peace kind of seeped in there's a lot of things that I could say that about go with the flow certainly The pandemic is a really big lesson of go with the flow. We can keep ourselves safe. We can get vaccinated. We can keep the people we love safe. But we can't stop the pandemic. So we have to go with the flow. As long as the flow is a good one. I mean, if somebody's out there hanging out with a thousand people and none of them are wearing a mask, that's not the flow you want to go with. You know what I mean? And I think food goes with the flow too or it should you know because I've had a little bit of the blues because of the pandemic and I've been fighting having the blues that doesn't work fighting on the it just kind of gives you aggravation and stress so instead I'm going with the flow and finding a sort of a message in the blues and the sort of the floating blues has gotten me to write and it's gotten me to stretch and do yoga and go on 10 mile walks and get closer with my friends 
And it's also made me appreciate fun and joy in a way I haven't, maybe ever, I don't know. I mean, can't you use a little more fun and joy? And so maybe that's why I've gotten so playful with my food. Because I want to have fun and I want to share fun and share joy. And I want you to have fun and joy too. So I don't want my food to be so serious. Recently, this very lovely woman that I met, the receptionist at my friend's hair salon, actually. She's from the Midwest. She was telling me about some of her favorite things to eat, her favorite treats, Midwestern snacks. And one of them was something called a scotcheroo, like scotch is in a bottle of scotch. A roo as in what a dog might do. A roo, a scotcheroo, you know. And so I researched a bunch of Midwestern recipes for scotch roos, and it turns out it really is a thing. And it had all the ingredients, had the holy grail of what might be delicious, as far as I'm concerned, Rice Krispies and peanut butter and butterscotch and chocolate. I mean, forget it. So the other day in the kitchen, when we were getting ready for an open house, an open house is an event in a location where prospective clients come in and we woo them with our beautiful food and glasses of champagne and they book the space and they book us as the caterer and everybody's happy and now granted a whole lot of people just come for the free food and the free booze and they may not even be interested in doing business with anyone except just having a free night out and to those people I say there's a special Buffy waiting for you but but I digress, and I'm keeping kindness in my heart and going with the flow. In any case, so I decided to get a little fun going, and I made a big giant tray of scotcheroos, and it really wasn't hard at all. So basically, I cooked peanut butter and corn syrup and brown sugar, sort of brought it to a boil, and then I mixed in Rice Krispies, and I had a baking dish ready that I had parchment paper down on it that I put cooking spray so it wouldn't be anything sticking to it. And I mixed up my Rice Krispies and peanut butter and corn syrup and brown sugar and everything great and smushed it into this tray and put some parchment paper on top. And then I got a really heavy can, what we call a number 10 can. That's like a giant can. And I used it like a rolling pin and really smushed the peanut butter and Rice Krispie stuff down and let it cool off. Meanwhile, I melted half dark chocolate and half butterscotch chocolate chips. Holy cow. And when it was totally melted, I poured it over the top of the Rice Krispie peanut butter treat thing and let all the chocolate, made it totally covered in chocolate and then put it in the fridge to chill. And when it was nice and chilled, I took it out and I cut it into little squares. And so you have the solid chocolate butterscotch top and the peanut butter rice crispy corn syrup bottom. And my God, that was so good, crazy good. And I presented it at the open house with some of my other really fun loving for the kid inside your heart and soul treats. I made my s'mores lollipops. 
Those were great for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer party. Stab you in the heart with a s'mores. Anyway, it's just a marshmallow dipped in really good melted dark chocolate and rolled in crushed graham cracker. And I use gluten-free graham crackers so I could eat them because it's all about me. Anyway, it just made people smile and it made them laugh. We gave them peanut butter and bacon sandwiches that really made them smile and laugh. And we gave them my world-famous Oreo crack, which I will not give you the recipe for, but come and visit me in New York City and I will give you an Oreo crack and it'll ruin the rest of your life. You'll go home and dream about it. So I guess I'm looking for ways to bring out the fun and bring out the joy kind of change the mood but I'm also really and truly trying to go with the flow and not fight what's happening fighting what's happening just makes everything worse and it really makes it very hard to heal so I think the way to have a full and balanced and healthy and peaceful life is to go with the flow you lost a job You can't get it back. Okay, you know what? Let it go. Don't fight it. Go with the flow. See where the wind's blowing you because the universe may have some other really exciting idea for you. I always talk about the job I got fired from when I was bartending in South Street Seaport on this boat. I was so comfortable in that job, I might have stayed there forever. Honestly, I was kind of bored, but I felt safe and comfortable and I'd lived most of my life feeling very unsafe and uncomfortable. I think if they hadn't fired me, I don't know, I would have stayed many more years and I would not have grown and evolved. And them firing me was the best thing that ever happened to me. It just went with the flow and it happened kind of organically. I started a bartending service and then I was a bartender and I started the bartending service and that morphed into catering and ultimately I became a chef and ultimately the owner of the Raging Skillet, New York City's wildest catering company, the author of the memoir, The Raging Skillet, which was adapted for the stage and is the Raging Skillet play, which has been touring the country. And all of that came from my being fired. So thank God I went with the flow and thank God I got fired. So listen, whatever is upsetting you right now, don't fight it, ride it. That was the best thing I saw. Great adventure, this roller coaster, and there was a sign that said, don't fight it, ride it. So go with the flow. Don't fight it, ride it. Channel your inner Buffy and make yourself some scotcheroos. That sort of sums it all up, right? So when I started this podcast, I was going to call it Embrace Your Inner Buffy. Now I'm thinking about calling it Go With The Flow, but I don't know. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm back to Embrace Your Inner Buffy. I'm a little bit torn between the two, and that's a woman's prerogative or whatever. So this is Rossi for Raging and Eating. And remember... Food is love, and so are you. Now go out there and embrace your inner Buffy and go with the flow. 
Have a delicious night.